This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Breakdown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the existential, extroverted, extraterrestrial, Sinagore, Incubation, Excelsior, Baby Yoda clone himself, Justin Waddell. How's it going? Man, it's going okay. Long time no see. You've been out of the country. Yep. I missed you. It's been a crazy ride, man. Did you not want to come back? I wanted to come back. Could you live over there? Where were you? Why don't you tell the folks? I was in the Dominican Republic in a place called uh, Casa de Campo. It's a beautiful resort. It's gorgeous weather. Mm-hmm. Great folks. Played some golf. Ate well. Drank well. Smoked well. Had some bad internet. Real bad internet. Oh my god. Yeah, that's why we couldn't do the podcast. That's why we're a little bit... We skipped a week. Which, I mean, how many heartbroken fans do you think we have out there, Nick? I was on CNN and they said that there was a lot of depression last week. And I can only attribute it to one thing, you know? They heard we're coming back. Mm-hmm. I did miss you. I am a little stressed. I will zoom in. I watched this movie two weeks ago, and my notes are terrible. How are you? My notes My notes are pretty good. Good. You're going to have to carry this conversation. I have a lot of notes about the junk food that they're eating in it. So I will be diving I don't deep. have. I don't have any notes about that, so I think we're in a good spot. And honestly, this is going to be our shortest episode, so... It's perfect. I was in the gas station. I took a picture of a horrific new candy bar I saw. It's a uh, Fruity Pebbles white chocolate candy bar with Fred Flintstone slinging it. You know, he's on the he's the mascot. I think maybe Dino's on the cover as well. But have you seen this? Hell no. Yeah, it's a new Fruity Pebbles candy bar. When I go to a gas station inside, I go straight to the overpriced condoms. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like those. They have, I like those mesh ones. Those are so good. <sighs> What else is happening? So you're back in the. So you you immediately came back and saw John Wick four, right? That's a not immediately, but I did see it shortly thereafter. Yeah, a plus. It was a plus when it ended. Man, it's long, huh? Long, and I just get weird. I get tired of the gunplay and the constant. You know, millions of bullets fired, very little reloading. People taking shots all over the body, attributed to superhuman suits. Nobody shoots a face. Nobody shoots a, an exposed fist. I'm not believing it. So let me ask you this. Keanu gonna win the win some awards for this one? He might, yeah. Best kiss. Oh, does he kiss? No, the kiss of death that he delivers to hundreds of people. Donnie Yen's great in it though, so Donnie that's fun. Donnie Yen, yeah, he's been great for a long time. Um going off book. Going off book in this one. <laughs> playing a a blind uh, a blind warrior. 
Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's not known for his blind characters. Donnie Yen, have you are you familiar with a lot of his work? No. Yeah, I'm not either. Is he in the um I mean, I, I watch some of his stuff. I just I'm one of those people that has a very low tolerance for martial arts movies. Oh, really? I I appreciate them. Mhm. But a little goes a long way. You know, I got Fist of Legend. I got, you know, there's some stuff that I just love, but I don't ever care to revisit them. Ever. Is that why the other day you were like, I, you said Donnie Yen and you shook your head and then you went Donnie Wahlberg and you nodded at me excitedly? Yeah. By the way, I was at a, I was by a Wahlbergers last night. I was, I was at the stadium. The Battery. The Battery, meeting my sis and her family. I did not know they had a Wahlbergers there, Nick, and have you been there? Because I know you frequent the stadium. You go over there more than I do. I, I've never been to the Wahlburgers. I go there and I eat at one of two places and I don't even look at that. I don't Su- like burgers, though. Super Rica so and where else? I actually do like Super Rica, but I usually go to Antico and then there's that place right on the end there that's like a uh, steaky type place. Antico's a pizza place, correct? Yeah. Anyway, like I said, I missed you. I know you miss me. I, you haven't. I've said this a lot. I haven't heard that come back to me. That you I, I me. miss you. I miss you when I don't see you for a day, let alone weeks. This was what I like to hear. This is what I was setting you up for. The listeners, however, I miss more. I know, and we're in a constant state of missing those characters. Um, yeah. We did get a few. Where are you guys? You know, maybe one or two, um, which is nice to hear you know makes us feel appreciated in the podcast space nick yeah who so who has started a podcast since we last did one there has to have been three or four big announcements kevin Connolly is on his third i believe he has a he has a pod, podcast empire with doug ellen i believe um jim hanks tom hanks's brother out there with the <laughs> podcast he started one christine started one the car <laughs> yeah I wish 12 minutes of revs every week you know like clockwork (laughs) the best is next year someone will be like hey Christine has a podcast you invented it yeah I don't know I've been out there listening to the same old same old the funny thing is that car is in a legal battle right now with Christine Lottie, who also tried to start a podcast. Oh no! With the same name. No. And and she took her swings to the car, and all you can hear is that car uncrumpling. Can I ask you, or can I reveal something to you? Yeah. Been in the same room as Christine Lottie. Wow. And I made the joke to the people I was with who didn't know her that well. I said I like her a Lottie. I got a few chuckles. Some low low energy chuckles from the crew I was with. That was at Ebert Fest. Oh my god! And she was there with her old movie. I can't. Is it called something like The Handmaiden? Something like that. Hand something. Some dress title. Kind of her most famous movie, sort of. I wonder if she sweats at night, knowing how close Michelle Rodriguez's character from the Fast and Furious movies name is to hers. I saw Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Is that the full title? Yes. Honor Among Thieves? Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. I did see it. I heard you said it was good. I did enjoy it. It's cute. Super cute. Are you are you going to see it? I do. I do want to see it. I'm seeing Air as soon as possible, though. Yeah. That movie is right up my right up my hole. Do you ever think but... maybe you should see Air with a bud? It's a good joke. It's the maybe kind a, of joke maybe that a, they miss, you know? Maybe a, maybe a tall bud? <laughs> 
So it's the air up there. Oh, well, Kevin Bacon in this. Yeah. That's a movie we could probably zoom. I have never seen it. Was, it looks like a winner, for was, sure. Did he go to uh, a foreign land to recruit basketball players? Is that the premise of the movie? Yeah. And he, I'm sure, falls in love. I don't think it's a love story. I think it, I think it's about this crazy character living in you know the, a village or whatever that is tall. There's no way he does not fall in love in that movie. He has to have a love interest. I would say that the the basketball player might have a love interest, but I'm going to go on record saying that I don't think Kevin Bacon has a love interest in it. I mean, I bet you he does. I bet you a dollar. Okay, so if the only way I'll believe you is if they both fall in love and there's a scene where they're both with their girls banging and it's intercut between the two of them, you know, and maybe maybe the this this um I don't know. Is he a tribesman? Maybe his first words in, in English are, you're a spinner. Do you think after that movie came out and flop, Kevin Bacon was like, oh, I thought it was a sure one. Sure bet. Was it a flop? I mean, maybe it was a hit. I don't remember it being a hit. I know that he turned down the role of Jack in Titanic to do it. <laughs> I don't. I'm looking at this cast list. Nothing's sticking out to me as far as a love interest goes. What's the name of the uh, actor who played the uh, basketball prodigy? Maybe Charles Gatonga Mania? Mania? Okay. Mana? Mana? But yeah. Can you imagine the junket for that movie? The press is trying. They interview Kevin Bacon, it goes flawlessly. Right. Then he sits down and they're like, So, why they cast you? Tall. And do you like acting? And that's he's, he's exhausted his language. Well, I don't know where he's from. Probably Minnesota, and I'm the idiot. Yeah, that's the thing. Didn't Adam Sandler had a basketball movie, and they cast a real basketball player in that, not an actor. You know, he's so. about hustle. Hustle. Did you see it? It's Adam Sandler. It's supposed to be worth the watch, sir. It's on Netflix. You know, I hate him more than the pounding sand. Nick, thinking about getting rid of Netflix. Oh, twenty dollars a month almost in that bad boy. I'll reactivate sometime, but Tiger King three. I never saw the. <laughs> I never saw that. Is that what it's? Is it called the Tiger King? No, I'm saying. I, I guess when the third one comes out is when you'll reactivate. I know they did two. I haven't watched them. My kids are upset. They don't want me to to ditch it. But I can't. I said, guys. I gathered around, sat them down, and said I can't get rid of Hulu. It's too important to me. And they what they said. What about AMC Plus? Can we get rid of that? I said, shut your mouth and don't talk to me. <laughs> Not on my watch. I do have AMC Plus. I will get rid of that as well. I try. I, I had to power through that Mandalorian episode today. It was a little much for I me. I haven't watched one episode of the new season yet. I've really hated this one. Why? What, what was different about it? What's so bad? Cameos and the tone of it. Who cameos? Jack Black, Lizzo. I love that Jack Black's in there somehow. Is he not good? And I thought Judy Dench did one of the voices, but I think it was somebody doing a Judy Dench impersonation. Lizzo is cool, but I don't. What are they in there? Like, are they voicing characters? Or are they nope themselves? Nope. They're themselves. Okay. I mean, they're. I mean, they're playing a, a king and a queen or whatever. Bryce Dallas Howard directed it. You know, it's it's, it's not weird, good, huh? It's got a lot of droids, which are cute. But and I am tired of Baby Yoda. I'm tired of Baby Yoda doing flips, and I'm tired of the bad puppeteering. <sighs> They really, they really are trying to uh, coast on the cuteness, sure, and, and overlooking the fact that the puppeteering is so infantile that I cannot believe people maintain their uh, suspension of disbelief 
people, with this show. People still go nuts for it, man. Are, are they, is it is it still as popular as it as it once was? Did Andor steal its thunder a bit? Well, there's a lot of think pieces going on about how it's broken, how Star Wars is broken, and how uh, this season of Mandalorian doesn't have the zeitgeist anymore, and everybody's all sad. But I don't believe any of that. Just shut up. Fair enough. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's get on to the grease pits here. You know why we're all here. Why everybody's clicked really hard on this link with their finger, ready for battle. Endured us for thirteen minutes twenty three seconds for the movie microscope, folks. The show that we where we zoom in, we nosh in the scarecrow's hoof. We swear by science in the face of all the facts. Get wicked in the ghetto. Drink a free soda pop. We weirdly understand karate. We get wet even when it's dry. We play guitar with our knuckles. We lift up our arms to the maggot priest. We lick the wick back onto a candle. We lick our insides up and down. Watch a movie through destroyed, shattered, Armageddon-shaped, smelly eyes. Eyes that have been watching films since birth, yet aborted. See what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of the listeners. If we're talking about Unstoppable. We're talking about the scene where the train automatically derails because it gets a wedgie. Talk about the little moments, folks. There's a ton in today's film breakdown. Train got underpants? Now I'm visualizing it. I'm visualizing the fact that it needs it means there's a big old train dick down there. Chris Pine in that? Yeah. Denz? Yeah, I just I knew Denzel was in it, but I kind of was thinking who else was in there and it, Chris Pine comes up in, in my brain and it was crazy. By the way, if you want to talk about somebody who should do a TED talk, it's him. Why? Because he can call himself Chris Opine. Damn straight. You know? Yeah. He is a little bit of a raconteur, that guy. Like, you're, you're seeing him interviewed, and he's just like he's smiling, smiling through life. A bit of a yeah. goofball, but a bit of a kind of a. I don't know. He's like super charismatic. I was a fan of his work in that first Wonder Woman movie. I liked him in the D&D movie. Hell, I, I liked I, him I, in Hangover 2. I like him in a lot of stuff. I don't oh, understand. Shoot. You mean uh, Horrible Bosses aces? too. Horrible no. Bosses too. Yeah, go ahead. Smoking Aces, right? Jesus, yeah. I just don't. I mean, could his head be any bigger? That's the question I have for you. Could it be any more of a head? Is he a tiny individual? He's not huge, but his head is a, m- a massive thing. He's a big head, which is great. That's that's a, a key to success in Hollywood. They say. You seen the uh, Jeremy Renner footage? He's 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 uh, showing up more now. Well, the problem I have this is a small problem. I'll get a link on Instagram, or I'm sorry, on Twitter. Right. Where it has an update on Jeremy Jeremy Renner and it'll link to his Instagram. So I'll click over, and it was one of those reels that disappears. Yes. So I can't stay apprised of Renner's life. I think he's being interviewed on 2020 or 60 Minutes Tonight. 2020, I think. Um, and a pretty emotional interview. But he's sitting upright. I don't know if he can walk, but he looks all right. You know, poor guy. I thought he could walk. Maybe. I know he can hawk. He's good at it. Hope he gets back in action. I, I do like old Jeremy Runner. Used to be a bit of a let me zoom in indie only actor. Remember he's in the low budge stuff, and the Hurt Locker made him a somewhat household name. And then God saw that video commercial of him with his music and said, "I strike thee down." No, and then Joss Whedon reached down from the heavens and plucked him into superstardom. I think we can wax poetic about the positives of one joss whedon let's do let's take a break time out what a class act what are you talking about what did joss whedon do nothing nothing joss whedon had nothing to do with his success uh did he not i thought he was the one that cast him in avengers was he in that movie before avengers i'm just not remembering he was in the town as jim 
before the Avengers. Oh so yeah, talk- yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm just saying that he's the one that kind of pulled him into the super the superhero realm, which made him famous. I don't think. I mean, the town. He got a lot of good notes for that. I get, I agree with you. Didn't he get uh, nominated? I don't know. So he was great, great in Heartlocker. And let's not discount how great he was in by far the most underappreciated Jason Bourne movie. Oh yeah, it's uh, actually big on Netflix right now for some reason. That movie is. It might be my favorite in the series, which is embarrassing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I love that movie because he's great in it. A wolf gets hit with a missile in it, and Oscar Isaac is a sex machine in that movie. He plays the baddie. He plays a guy who betrays him, but he's not really the baddie. He dies like in the first first. We act should watch it. I should watch it again because I do like it as well, and it has a very memorable and horrible murder of one uh, Tom. What's his name? Har- Hanks. No. Morello. <laughs> Bosley. Thumb. No. Who's the guy? Who's the Who's the actor that's in it that also has a big head? Hulse? No. British. Hulse? Hardy? No. You don't remember? Oh, Wilkinson? wait. Oh, you know what I was getting confused with? Oh, my God. Mike, Michael Clayton? Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Who's that guy? Tom Wilkinson. Why am I getting those two movies confused? Do they have anything in common? Yeah, they're Same both uh, in They're both in color. Same writer? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our boy. Andor. Right. Andor, dude. All right. That's what it is. I got them flipped in my mind. So who's the who's in Born the the Jeremy Renner Born movie? Who's the Oscar Isaac? Who's the baddie? You I don't, don't remember. It's somebody. I mean, it's it's a it's a huge, you know, it's an uplift. Which what's his what's his movie called? Born Legacy, the best. Rachel Vice in this. I do like you her. got you got Ed Norton in there. I think he's sort of a villain. You got Scotty Glenn. You got Stacy Keach. Nice. Yeah, Corey cool. Stoll walks around in that movie. Oh. You got Zeljko Ivanik. He's still out there, huh? You got Albert Finn. You got Dennis Putsakaris, Strathairn walking around. Our, our movie microscope legend Corey Johnson in that movie. Yeah, you're talking about a loaded gun, man. That movie's passed out. Yeah, it Corey Johnson good. shows up in everything. I think he was. I, I saw a clip of X Men First Class or something. He was in there. You know, like I just saw. Yeah, always and, in it, and there's an upcoming movie I was reading about. He's in that too. Boy, we're into it. Uh, so breakdown. Yes. Kind of the breakthrough. For one, Jonathan Mostow, right? It is, and it's a movie that I took my wife to see. We were dating long distance. I, I picked her up, took her to Breakdown. She almost broke up with me. There's a couple movies like this where I wanted to see a movie with a date, but I couldn't. I loved going to the movies. Took my now wife to the movies. She got mad at me for this. She got mad at me for Deep Rising. Uh, advantage Justin on both counts. I think she really got. I think she kind of liked this one. She really got mad at me for Deep Rising, and that is a classic. I told her the other day that she's wrong, and time has proved me correct. And she says, uh, where's the director of that movie these days? How much did it make? <laughs> she did rub salt in the wound. I will say that. But anyway, yeah, so um, what were, like you always ask me what my history with this is. I think you have a, probably a significant history of breakdown somehow. I saw it in the theater multiple times. Yeah. I love it. I watched it many times, and it felt like a new movie when I watched it this time, which is very strange. This felt very familiar when I watched it this time. I've seen this movie quite a bit. It is a, a quick one. It glides by. Yeah, it do. And it got a Kurt Russell in there that is just spinning around like a damn pinball, bouncing around the desert looking for his, his wife, freaking out the entire time. Did you hear in the trivia that they airlifted old Kurt Russell out back home at 4.30 every day so he could be with his kids and then they would would 
then airlift him back to set. He had a hard, li- he had a hard out at four thirty p.m. I did not read that. Mm-hmm. It worked. It did work. It's, it's definitely his best performance. <laughs> the thing that struck me this watch is that this is absolutely an exploitation movie. Yeah, I quoted it. I or I stole that your realization from my letterboxed review. Why don't you wait on those reviews until after the scope lands from now on so you don't steal our thunder? What are you talking with about? Your massive readership. Nobody reads my letterbox reviews. I just mark movies when I see them and drop fire on in the reviews, you know? I guess I fucked up. I've been leaving all my reviews on Pan and Scan. <laughs> That's a joke for the oldies. <laughs> anyway, I'm on letterbox. I every about five or six reviews I get a I get a like. Just wow. like my Twitter. You know? So the premise is Kurt Russell and Kathleen Quinlan are traveling cross country. They're moving, and their car breaks down. And a very kind man helps them and steals his wife forever. So yeah, he he says, "Hey, you know, you're broken down. I will uh, take your wife back to town. She'll call the tow truck." He, he Kurt doesn't want to leave his car, his brand spanking new car, and so he lets his wife go off with a stranger. Which, to be fair, I mean, not a bad choice. To think, I mean, you can defend it. You know, she's hot. She wants a drink. Doesn't want to wait with boring old Kurt. You know, he's a little. He's a little too into his Jeep. He needs to get over it. He does eventually. Who's in this? Now by we the have. Way? We, let's okay, just, we, let's name we, check we, it. We got. Okay, so let's just kill it. We got the ultimate MC Ganey in it. Got Jack Noseworthy appearing here. You got JT the Walsh, the legend, Dairy JT Walsh, and here you got. Did you say MC Ganey already? Of course. I already forgot if you said you led with that guy. You got Rex Lynn in what here. What a classic man he is. What a delight. You got Rescue Me's Jack McGee in this movie. You got Gary Sinise's wife in here. You just said Rex Lynn. <laughs> I don't think they were married at the time. You got the classic Kathleen Quinlan, as mentioned. Yeah, of course you got Snake Pliskin himself. Pliskin himself kurt russell and that's and, about it and directed by jonathan mosta who later on went to great fame with u571 terminator 3 rise of the machines and of course logan that's james mangold tricked you james mosta not a bad director had a couple neither of, is, yeah neither is jonathan mosta what did i say he said james jonathan mosta uh i'm gonna zoom in his name's not james uh, he yours is it is my first name he is uh, kind of an interesting director. I liked his sub movie. I liked his Terminator movie, and I like this. What's he doing these days? God, I keep thinking of James Mangold. Mostel's got to be taking a big shit right now. Uh, uh, he's in U five seven. He he directed U five seven one, right? Fuck yeah, he did. How is that title memorable? He had the sweet balls to blow John Bon Jovi's head off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mostow in this his picture he's got the his wife or his daughter on the IMDB page he's he's out there what's the last big one he did he did the last ship that was his TV show that was kind of a we, hit let me rewind and ask the question again did surrogates oh what's the last big one he did that's Ter- his term- career sh- Terminator his career, yeah his career should be over from surrogates that poor guy he tried to he tried to get there you know so you're going to defend uh, Christiana Loken. I like it. Very strange choice. I like that movie. I gotta say, I haven't seen it for a while, but it's also got one of my favorite mixed all performances. Yeah, it's got, he's one of my favorite um, 
kind of you know actors actors that gets bit parts nowadays. He's a good actor. He got derailed by drugs, but he's he's fa- he's a fantastic actor actually. He's too small. He's just simply too small. You think so? Yeah. Anyway, he's back though. He's back in a big way. This is physically impossible. He's too small. He, I don't know his height. Uh, he's got to be the smallest thing. Oh man, that's a zoom. Uh, this, I'm gonna, I'll type Nick Stahl height just to get hard. Claire Danes in that boring as shit too, right? <laughs> yep. You really don't like that one, huh? I, I like some of the set pieces. The thing I I'm gonna zoom in on the Terminator franchise. They ain't no way he's five ten. That's Rob Zombie's height. He's five eight and a half on this. Uh, it's a big controversy about his height. Jeez. I was just going to say that the Terminator franchise, if you can zoom in a little bit, never had a bad entry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> always successful, always works. I Honestly, though, to be fair, I don't almost, I don't think I dislike any Terminator movie I've, I've ever seen. I don't either. I don't, I've I, never seen the Christian Bale one. That's one of my favorite ones. I don't, that I, might be my third favorite one. I like the last one. I did not. And I definitely didn't like Genesis, but they're tolerable. Phil Collins, cover your ears. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scale back and say there's three, three and a half good ones. The rest are absolute wiped up Donkey Kong. <laughs> the Terminator movies seem to be the, the bedding ground for very bad special effects attempts. Yeah, fair enough. They always try after, to after after two. They can't leave that world alone. It just fails so many times at the box office, office, and they always go back to it. Why? And it's such a simple world. Guess not. Other movies kind of rip off its premise or like take the time travel aspect, like kind of you know very very similar to it in a lot of ways, and have more success with it. I'm thinking of I don't know Looper. I don't know what I'm thinking of. They do show the mortality of James Cameron though, because the the last couple that he heartily endorsed. Mm-hmm. Still diarrhea all over themselves. He didn't direct them though. That's the that's the thing. But he threw his big thumb in the air and said, "This is solid." He did, but then he all then he always walk it back. He always walks it back later. He goes, "Oh yeah. man, they fucked it up." Battle Angel Alita, like that's that's a movie that if he would have direct, directed it, they would have been on their third sequel. But he didn't direct it, which is proof there might be a god. So it's it's not. Robert Rodriguez, by the way, has a new movie coming out with Ben Affleck. Did you see the trailer? I didn't. I heard it's a mistake. What does that mean? The, uh, the I read a review of it from a festival. This because it's got like a Gone Girl kind of premise. Yeah. And I heard it's just a big a big slab of hate. There's no way it's bad. You're right. Rodriguez is perfect. Um, doesn't he do some Mandalorian directing this season? By the way, thankfully not lately. All right. He did a lot of Boba Fett. All right. Let's get to break breakdown. Yeah. So this movie is really proud of its weird credits sequence, and it shouldn't be. Remind me. This shapes and stuff dumb and then the first thing is a very bad continuity cut Whoa. with kurt russell first thing you see what do you bad mean? continuity the movie starts with a bad continuity cut all right explain well continuity is when things no, just explain um, what happens he's just he's in his car mm-hmm. his face is doing one thing and then it cuts in his face is doing something else it's called acting. Need it. it's called acting son I, I don't think it's a secret that we sort of crush a little bit on Kathleen Quinlan. That's a fair estimate, right? Yeah, we got we got a long, a long time crush on her. Yeah, but not from this. She is not. Is it because of her hair choice? It's because of her jeans choice. I think she's wearing those giant jeans. She's spunky. She's cute. Uh, always a good actress. Uh, what's your crush from? Is it from the Doors? Yeah. 
That's when and, I first took notes. And let me even take it a step back. Mm-hmm. When I was real little, Twilight's in the movie. That's right. And she was in the the cartoon one. Yep. And she was just a. I felt I felt warm by her protect. How good of a protector she was. Did she end up in the cartoon at the end. I'm sure. I don't remember. She I was, she, but she wasn't sexualized in that. I just said, man, there's a good mom figure. There's a good mother character. You know, there's she wasn't the mother. I don't think, but she was. A, she, she had she was looking yeah. over the little boy i think that here's another thing about quinlan she later appeared with jack noseworthy in event horizon right they, she did it was a reunion of the breakdown cast in that i'm trying to think why i crush her on the doors if it had anything to do with her running around bush out <laughs> she did get naked she was a reporter in that i believe and gets naked with uh jim morrison and has a has a romp with him that's what I remember. I, I saw that movie in high school. I, I went on a double date to The Doors. Oops. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great double date, but I remember liking the movie. I'm a huge Oliver Stone guy. That's one of my least favorite movies he's done. Really? Yeah, I really don't like it. I don't think people talk about it anymore. It's not like a movie. That, that had Kyle MacLachlan in it. Who else was in there? Frank Whaley. James, does James LeGros show up? You got Meg Ryan. That's right. You said Kyle MacLachlan. I mean, you got a bunch of fucks. I like the sequel better, The Doors and The Floor. <laughs> Me too. That's what Jim Morrison is now, thankfully. Do you remember whenever I I was making fun of The Door the door and The Floor movie and you talked about how much sex was in it? I could not believe it. And then I, I remember watching the box office take weekend after weekend and I was like, should have called it Sliding Doors because it sucks. <laughs> I'm a poet and you're my muse. Is that Bridges? Fuck Jim Morrison, piece oh, of shit. You're talking about the door. Let's talk about the door on the floor. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who don't like Jim Morrison. They say say his lyrics are trite and uh, that he is overrated. I, I never had a problem with the Doors. I don't listen to him that much, but I can't hate. I'm all right with it. Guy was so high on his own supply. Of course, not like J.T. Walsh, who is one of our legendary deceased character actors, who plays a semi truck driver in this movie, who. You know, you look at J.T. Walsh, he looks like the guy next door. Yeah. Just a, a gentle giant, sweetheart, you know. And I think that's what makes this movie so fun is is the fact that the ultimate personification of evil is the most bland right. man. And there's a little – I get my ears perked up in this movie because he put – you know, he stops and speaks with Kurt Russell and Kathleen Quinlan. And he says – he gives them a fake name for yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. And it's a name that makes my heart go aflutter because it's one of my favorite places on planet Earth. Red Bar. Red Bar, yeah, in Grayton Beach, Florida. Yeah, it made me so happy to hear it named. Now, you find out his name is – Red Red Bar is his middle name and his last name. So he's not lying mm-hmm. necessarily. But Red Bar, yeah, if anybody hasn't been to the Red Bar on 30A in Grayton Beach, Florida, you need to go. It's one of the most magical places. It's uh, R-E-D? R-E-A-D, I mean? Nope, same spelling, red. R-E-A-D, so you take a book, have a drink? I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs> so, so, movie k- kicks off with uh, the couple on a journey uh, in this Jeep Wrangler. Is that a Jeep Wrangler? Can't it's a Jeep. In. Can't zoom in. But it's it's a brand, brand spanking new, and uh, Kurt Russell's driving, and they're having, he's having a McDonald's coffee, Nick. I did not catch that. I did not catch that. What's your take on McDonald's coffee? You get it every once in a while? You like it? I'll get their frozen or their iced coffee. Oh, wow. There you go. I I go to McDonald's too sporadically to really know. I think his wife's snoozing. I think Kathleen Quinlan's kind of snoozing during this journey. 
she is snoozing because he almost hits a car and she is woken right. angrily. Yeah. yeah, almost wrecked. Yeah, they and then and he, who who's in that car? Who's in the car they almost wreck into? Yeah. Uh, I'll let you answer that. It's been two weeks. Sideways zone, MC Ganey. MC Ganey in this. Oh, that's right, because that's how all this starts. Yeah, he confronts him at a gas station. Mm-hmm. He's riding with this this other unnamed character who is a baddie that shows up when the script needs him to. Doesn't yeah. get much dialogue. Yeah, but MC Ganey is oozing charisma in this movie. Yeah, he plays kind of this. T- yeah, he's got this. He's got a great look about him. Slick, kind of thin, because he's not necessarily a thin dude, but he's really stringy in this. And he's he's tall, and he he's playing this kind of slick cowboy figure that's giving Kurt Russell some shit. And Kurt Russell backs down, like he's he's kind of scared of him. He's, he's scared of him. Also, he he is truly apologetic because he knows he messed up. And I think part of it, MC Ganey, let me zoom in, looks a little like Captain Morgan. He does. Like, that's a good zoom. Like he should be giving you a glass of rum with his beautiful big nose and. And, and very well manicured mustache. Did he ever appear um, penis out in anything? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know if it counts as penis out. Is that why they call I, it? I mean, that's the why they call it sideways? That movie. It's all the way out, but it's barely out. You know who owns that movie on every format? Who and watches it? Killian Murphy watches it all the time. It's like it, he says it boosts my self esteem. <laughs> Killian Murphy about to be in a big old movie. Killian Murphy. Thank you, but will he... Christopher Nolan directed Will he be outshined by everyone else in that movie? Christopher Nolan likes his Killian Murphy, doesn't he? The man has grown on me. I've grown to love Killian Murphy. Of course, he's great. You watched the show? I did. You watched all the whole thing? Yeah, he was he was magnetic in that show. It, you know, it's his cheeks. His cheeks always bothered me, but I've gotten over it. He's like an unassuming little actor, you know, just running around being an Oppenheimer... This little yeah. cutie, you know, is going to be in. They're going to do it. Do you hear they might finally do a true 28 Days Later sequel with yeah. them? I hope they do. Is Brendan Gleeson coming back? No. Is, is his daughter? I think his daughter is like in that and it, nothing else. Who else was in that movie? You can't ask me that. Um, what's her face? No, Naomi Harris? Sure. sure. She, I think she's and then that. the sequel was Bob Carlyle. Who? Renner was in the sequel. Bob Carlyle. I don't get it. Robert Carlyle. I do get it. The, <laughs> the scene that everybody loves when he's tearing ass away from his family, running from the zombies. So Kathleen Quinl- Quinlan is mm-hmm. uh, she's absorbed absorbed by J T. Walsh, right? And and they're supposed to reconvene at this diner, and and Kurt Russell. Well, the car breaks car- down. That's the title well, happens. The you. title happens. And then it turns out there was a little, just a little snafu in the fuses or whatever. He had to, he gets it working. He's very proud of himself, and he proudly enters the diner that's run by the gentleman from Rescue Me. And she is nowhere to be found. And he's I starting know. to panic. Nobody wants to hear his shit. And so he goes tearing ass across the countryside. Finally, miraculously, sees J.T. Walsh's truck go by, mm-hmm. where runs him off the road. He's wearing a different hat, which blew me away. Everything else is identical, but his right. hat's different. I don't know if that right. was a mistake continuity-wise or if that's his idea of a costume. Yeah, he's wearing all denim. He's denim-clad in this. Well, I, I'm denim Dan. I wrote it. Yep, I wrote so it So you kind of skipped over the fact this. I'm just going to clear this up, but you can continue. But they the couple breaks down. J.T. Walsh, you said, helps them. But the thing is, he's super nice to them. Like, he's very, very nice and um, offers to take Kurt with him. And you know he's and Kurt's like, no, nah, I'll stay with the car. So that's when all this kicks off. And Nick's right; he does catch up to JT later, who pretends he's never 
JT pretends he's never seen Kurt Russell in his life. That's a pretty 200, good... 200%. He says, I'm, ne- I, I'm sorry, sir. I have no idea what you're talking about. And Kurt Russell reacts like anybody would. What the... Where's my hot wife? About? Yeah, where's, where's Kathleen? He says, actually, where's Kathleen Quinlan? Did, where, is she still bush out in the doors? I, why'd you absorb my wife? And then... <laughs> So he's he's causing a hissy fit, and then luckily the beloved Rex Lynn, who plays a police officer, mm-hmm. sheriff even, sees this this fiasco and pulls over. And there's a pretty long sequence where he's you know checking everybody's credentials, right. checking the truck, looking for pieces of her body. Nothing. He does do his job. He does a shit in a weird in a weird situation because Kurt Russell is really panicking and kind of seems nuts, and JT Walsh is playing it very cool and like not giving up a, a single inkling that he's the evil dude. And Kurt Russell really is like exasperated, panicking on the verge of tears, imploring this poor policeman is just trying to do his damn job, you know. And uh, there's nothing, Nick, no sign of the wife. So Rex Lynn waves him on and says, you know, hey, go file a police report. Finders keepers. Yeah, they even opened the back of the truck. There ain't nothing in there. Which is a very, it's a waste of resources, no? But Kurt will not be, he's not just going to go live in California alone. He's going to try to keep looking for her. He does give it the old college try. He tries to find his wife. Here's the thing we skipped over. They do take a break. They you know Before they break down, I think they grab a bunch of snacks from the gas station. Did you notice what they grabbed? No, because, I I mean, I know there's a donut package because it gets an appearance later on. So she busts out snowballs. Which is a snack that I can't imagine most people ever would buy. Which is a shout out to him at the end of the thing. Yeah, keep going. She she drink she gets a, uh, a yuho. Okay. Moon pies. She keep. That's right. She just grabs a bunch of the worst shit as sort of a joke. That's right. Yeah. And then powdered donuts. She has this pack of powdered donuts, and there's a contest advertised on the that they have a kind of a joke about where you yeah. could win ninety thousand dollars or ninety thousand donuts. Can you imagine the idiot <laughs> that would choose the latter? That's an incredible contest, and I hope it was real. The, the sequel to this movie is called The Whale, and it's <laughs> Brendan Fraser won the award. I, I saw, I saw a meme. I'll have the donuts. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme that made me laugh today, which is the saddest thing. You can cut this out, but it was. A picture of Brennan Fraser from the whale and looking up like emotionally at the sky and it said, it said when Taco Bell's open <laughs> open and I guess it's I guess that's a much memed uh, movie now but I, I have never seen really a meme I just saw the picture that they always show from it of him kind of staring at the camera sad he's looking like a little bit left of the camera or something yeah have you seen that movie yet fuck no Fuck no. Sadie Sink in this. If I'm not mistaken, he dies. Oh, he or they, dies. Or, or he gets fused to his couch or something. I don't know. Fuck him. He uh, won the Oscar. You think he wins it if he lives? That's fair. No. You think he wins it if people have integrity? Brendan Fraser's a good little actor. I'm tired of him. I know. He was on the press circuit trying to get his Oscar. You got to forgive it a little bit. I won't. Years of not seeing him doing that so i look all those guys they really you really have to pound the pavement to get that award so they did is that what harvey weinstein calls his dick oh man you were telling me the other day that you felt so bad for him that he's gonna be in jail for the rest of his life i remember i argued with you and i was like man he deserves to be there and you started crying a little bit because yeah. you, my heart you said my heart goes out yeah he is gonna be in there for quite a uh, maybe all of the time left in his life I don't think it'll be much longer. Sucking on cell bars in prison. Somebody's going to drop a barbell on his neck and everything will be fine. So, J.T. Walsh pisses off. 
Kurt Russell goes through the motions of trying to solve wife departure. Mm-hmm. And then the film starts to show its cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, Memsey Ganey. Well, first we have Jack Noseworthy putting on a performance as a simple gentleman, basically telling Kurt Russell, I saw your wife, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Kurt is given, uh, you know, he's motivated and he goes to try to solve it. And then MC Ganey and the strange guys show up again and they're hauling ass after him. And Kurt's scared driving acting is a joy to behold. It is not good acting. But I, it's beg fun to to watch. Differ. I beg to differ. Kurt Russell does not make a false step in this film. He does eyeball acting in this through a little peephole that's incredible. He's a panicked eye. There's not yeah. many actors that can pull that off, you know. Jack Elam, but um, no, he—I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan, and I think this is one of his worst performances. But I still love him. In it. Yeah, and it's I an exploitation he's film. Fine. Is- I think he's fine. I think he's serviceable. He put—he's playing a cowardly character that has to step up to the plate and battle for his wife, battle for his wife's life, and he does actually, no, He's always actually- dropping guns and tripping over his shoelaces in this. <laughs> I mean, he's a mess. He is, and I just she, was thinking about when my dog jumped the fence, and I couldn't find her one day. Yeah, and I was acting just like Kurt Russell did, so I can't fault him. Kurt Russell, they but in the trivia, there's two parts of the trivia for this movie where uh, J.T. Walsh handed the script back to the Mostow with a lot of his dialogue crossed out, and he's like, you know, I don't want to, you don't want the bad guy telegraphing and giving too much away. You don't, you, you know, he needs to be. You know, so, and then Kurt Russell handed the script back with his lines crossed out as well. Because there's too many, and I mean, what do you think the writer was like? You know, guys, and then Kathleen, the Kathleen Quinlan handed hers back, and she had a bunch of new lines that she added to her. She said, uh, "I'm a poet, and you're my muse." Noseworthy was trying to get anyway. So yeah, so Noseworthy. Do you remember him from anything other than this and um, Event Horizon? No, he is in um, a MTV show called Dead at Seventeen. That's where he kind of got his start. Sounds dumb. And, you know, he's always kind of been popping in and out of reality every once in a while showing back up <laughs> on your timeline. I don't think he's popping in and out of reality. I think he still... Disappears for a decade and then shows back up. Got the most, one of maybe the most memorable actor names in history. Uh, well, the thing is, and this was a big problem. I've mentioned this before. MC Ganey's got a gigantic nose. And back in the day when I saw this movie, I thought... He was Jack Noseworthy. I thought it was just thought it was his name for the longest time. So when right. I saw Event Horizon the first time, I was searching, scanning, waiting. Did not see the the actor I thought was Jack Noseworthy. Mm-hmm. Thought he might have been cut out of that violent sequence, and then reality came to me and said, "By the way, you're wrong, buddy." When the cop, when Rex Link crawls into the truck's cab and looks for signs of Kathleen Quinlan, right? Did you notice that he had a circle? framed picture of a dog in there i did not a circle frame if that doesn't make you like jt walsh a little bit he's an evil son of a bitch in this but you got a picture of a dog in a circle frame you've got uh, at least one good quality you know yeah i think at one point someone asked looks at her picture and it might be rex lynn it might be you know, later when he goes to you know the police i whatever he's and she says she still wear her hair like this and under the breath cursed breath you hear unfortunately <laughs> Wish she had her doors hair, you know? Two hundred percent. Up and down. <laughs> okay. But anyway, yeah, so this is when he stands in front of the remember that scene where he stands in front of the wall of all the missing people in the area? I love that shot so much. And he's just kinda looking through, going, 
oh my god, there's a lot of people that are kidnapped here. How am I ever going to find my wife? And it is a. It did this movie remind you of one of our favorite movies to talk about for decades or for at least fifteen years? Wolf Creek. No. Had a little Wolf Creek vibe. All and right. the, the killers have been doing this for a long time, kidnapping and killing people. And there's okay. a scene when Kurt gets to their lair, and there's a bunch of junk strewn everywhere. Just like Wolf Creek. Yeah, and Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, it's, it's just common, right? It is. These two guys run him down. Yeah. Corner Mr. Kurt Russell. And at that point, J.T. Walsh shows up as the Dr. Doom of this movie, giving a little speech, you know, basically killing it. Is this after or before Kurt goes downstream? I think it's after, yeah. After, well, that's the yeah, best, Kurt, is it? Yeah, he kind of hits a dead end, right? And then he still goes over it in his car. And and runs his car it. is I, floating for a while. I was There's a part of me that was like, that is a great commercial for Jeeps because his car goes in deep water and floats mm-hmm. around for a good amount of time. He's getting shot at. You got MC Gating and that stranger, you know, and then he finally washes ashore sans Jeep. He has to leave the Jeep. Right. That donut package makes a return appearance right there. It does. It just, and it makes him sad. Uh, here's the thing. Kirk got floaties under his shirt in those shots. Did you notice that? I didn't. They're putting balloons and floaties in there, making sure my man don't drown. Yeah, he they, was either he got weird muscles or they were loading him up with marshmallows, you know, <laughs> making sure he doesn't submerge for good. I'm sure, I'm sure he was drinking water during those scenes. He was in there. Oh, yeah, he was. We see Kurt floating around in some fast-moving water. He's rolling around the rapids. You ever yeah. done that? Of course. You know who else did it? Ronnie Cox for a minute. <laughs> exactly who I was going to say. I was going to reference his double-jointed weird shoulder that they used to full yeah. effect in that film. That donut wrapper is sort of the, the Ronnie Cox of this movie. We see it vibrant and alive in the early moments, and then later we see it shattered downstream. Who's the Ned Beatty, I wonder? The audience. <laughs> so Kurt Russell gets away, but not for long, because eventually he is seized by these men. He is. And they're give, he's given an ultimatum. Yeah. You know, J.T. Walsh shows up and says, look, we need you to go rob a bank for us. Down in this weird town, kind of a small amount of money. We don't we don't raise a lot of attention. It gives him some rules. But he also is talking about Kathleen Quinlan, you know, because Kurt's not sure she's still alive. Mm-hmm. And J.T. Walsh does talk about the hair down there. And he yeah. also says that she has three or four pounds of pure tit. <laughs> which... Nice of him. I think Kurt, they asked how much Kurt's worth. And he's like trying to tell them that he's had nothing, you know. And then they're like mad. They're going to kill his wife. So he's like, I, I got 90 grand. He, right. he yet again references that damn donut wrapper. <laughs> it's like the spirit animal of this film. But yeah, so he has to go to the bank and then somehow get the money. Get this 90 grand that he does not have. Does not have he does that ha- in his he, account. No, he does not. Not in the ca- account he goes into. No, he's not a rich man. Oh, he's got that money. I think he even tells them. Doesn't he even tell them? Someone references. Doesn't he even tell them that he's like a donut king or something? He is the. Or his, oh, his wife. That's right. His wife's told them that he's in the donut yeah. king, and that's yeah. when he comes up with the ninety grand. What would not? Would that have not been the best name for this movie? Because they're testing him. That's yeah. That would be. You guys want to see him. the donut king with Kurt Russell? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that would have been fired, but yeah. They're testing him to see how much he's supposed to have, and then he lies. He's they're poor. I don't know what he does for a living, but he's they're not rich a rich in love. man. I mean, because she's yeah. you know, that scene in the bank is intense as hell. 
Yeah. Because he ha- he's trying. He's got to behave because they're watching him. Right. And his wife. He doesn't want his wife to get completely slaughtered. And then everything, you know. There's a guy that comes and sits down near him who's he thinks might be in cahoots with them. Mm-hmm. Famous guy's in a lot of movies. Forgot his name. And uh, you know he's trying to get a message to the bank teller without you know raising suspicion. But he, he ultimately has to just go with it. And uh, you know he, he ends up you know getting a smaller amount of money and then kind of padding it to make it look like more. And then a, a payphone rings. You see how much payphones cost back then? You see the twenty thirty-five cents. Twenty cents. Twenty cents. I don't remember that. That was. Do you remember that the the day of the when you had to have dimes all over town? Of course. Then the movie kind of kicks into hyperdrive because, you know, Kurtz, he's got this fake money. MC Ganey picks him up with this thing, and and they're riding around for a while, and he, he's making Kurtz life miserable. But then he takes a quick look at that bag of money and notices, uh oh, yeah, you're cheating. It. Yeah, you, you you fudge it. There's there's a bunch of paper between between these. <laughs> These hundreds or whatever he has sandwiched. I think it's singles. He's got singles between them. No, is it singles? Maybe it's singles, yeah. And so then he, but as soon as he does that, Kurt Russell has kind of gotten loose from his restraints and starts to wail on old MC. He chokes his ass with, yeah, it's great. I love that stuff. Then he gets the upper hand and he he does this thing to try to interrogate him. He wraps his seatbelt around his neck and starts to speed up and break real quick. I love it. It, I love it so much. He's he and he's loving it. He actually is loving pet punishing MC. And by the way, he's playing a character named Jeff Taylor. Mm-hmm. Kathleen is Amy, and and MC Ganey is of course named Earl because you ha- you can't have a backwoods yeah. evil guy na- mm-hmm. not named Earl. This is where my notes run out. My next note is: Did he make it? <laughs> MC? No, JT. So <laughs> things go nuts. He ends mm-hmm. up getting away. Kirk does. Yeah. Kirk does, and he he. F- he goes to a, a truck stop where J.T. Walsh, he spots J.T. Walsh using a payphone. He's looking right. for M.C. Ganey. He knows, he knows that they're going to meet there. Yeah, yeah. JT's, J.T. is looking for M.C. Ganey, yeah. And what's ha- what is what has happened to M.C. Ganey at this point? So they 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 get in that fight, and the cop pulls them over. Like, they're, you know, the, he's erratic and cursed erratic, and this car gets pulled over by the same policeman, Rex Lynn. The best. And then, uh, MC, and so he, you know, Rex Lynn's interrogating Kurt Russell. M.C. gets loose. Shoots Rex Lynn. Kurt Russell scrambles away from the bullets, right? Like he's he's because the dodging. gun got thrown over the edge. Yeah, his and he's dodging. He's he's like trying to, and then Rex Lynn comes through. The more the wounded Rex Lynn shoots MC Ganey in the back. Yeah, and then he calls the dispatch to get some help, and yeah, he takes the vehicle. But yeah, MC Ganey and Rex Lynn square off, and unfortunately, we we, we lose MC. He goes to this truck stop, and, and he overhears JT Walsh on the phone, wondering where the hell. Mm-hmm. Our boy, our boy is, and then he he gets underneath the truck and and is under there like Max Cady, in a very weird sequence where like I think you mentioned it earlier where he's dropping guns, he's failing. Yeah. yeah, it's a funny little scene. Well, so there's a thing that he's trying to get, he's trying to avoid detection, and as as um, J T. Walsh is driving back home, hopefully to Kurt's wife, and so he's under the truck. He gets he climbs uh, into like. That space between the cab and the the truck bed, I guess, or whatever, and then he ends up kind of nesting in this little visor on top of the truck, like he kind of like scrolls up in there. Well, if he goes, he goes, he lives on the the, the platform between the truck and the yeah and the for back. a while, but then he's yeah. not there anymore, and then they, right. he's up there, he's up top, he's in the truck's attic, I think they call it. So he goes to J T. Walsh's home, gets on top of the barn, 
He does. And, and we get to see the home life of one JT Walsh. His whole surviving crew has manifested there. They've got the the bag filled with Kathleen there with them. We meet the wife, the kid. We realize JT Walsh is a family man, sort of. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Russell gets to really kind of put all the pieces together. You know, he's looking Well, so around. they, yeah, they got Kathleen in a bag. They pull her out from a hidden compartment in the truck. And then they are laughing at her. They think she's dead. She's not. They're like, well, she will be soon. Let's throw her in the freezer and then let's go have some dinner. But as she's struggling, she, this is what I'm talking about. She struggles loose and she looks up and immediately sees old Kurt Russell, who's peering through this hole in the floorboards, like this kind of like the top part of the barn with this panicked eye. And she knows like, oh, my husband's here. She sees it. And then they throw her in this freezer and they lock. The I'm going to call you a stone cold sucker. what I do? Because there's, she didn't see him. She did see him. She didn't see him. Oh, she does see him. She she panicked, and that's just the filmmaker making it, you know, like a Hitchcock moment. Ain't no way she saw that eye. She saw the eye. You're you're totally wrong. You've read it wrong. She's panicking, and she stops panicking because she sees her husband's eye. They filmed it to make it look like no. She sees him. She doesn't. When she gets rescued, she's surprised as shit. She's happy because she's suffocating in there. There's no way she looked up and saw an eyeball and knew it was Kurt Russell. There's she no did. Way. And it's it's telegraphed by old You're Jonathan Mostow and the editor. They made sure that that's what they're telegraphing, and it's correct. Let's throw it out to the audience so they can tell us that I'm no, right. The filmmaker wants you to think that to give you a cool moment, but it's just it's it's just you're seeing this through the. He's doing the eye acting there. He's like, "Baby, you're going to be okay," and he does that with his eye. You got an uneasy yes. narrator there, an unsteady narrator, man. He's fucked. Guess who's right? Me. Well, you're right, actually, because I remember in the gas station, she says, I could recognize my husband's eyeball from a million paces. Fuck that. You can't. There's no way. That's like a Killian Murphy dickhole she's looking through. There's no fucking way she sees she does. He does eye acting. He looks at He's like trying to like reassure her with his one eye through that little, what do they call that? Um, not, a, a, not in a, the wood, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he does, and that's what happens. And she is then thrown in the freezer, and he tries to crowbar her out cannot do it and so that's when he enters the home where these bad guys are having dinner and he's like just basically telling jt's wife that he's a huge piece of shit that he's got his wife kidnapped his wife you know all this stuff and what happens the little jt walsh's little boy shows up with a gun fracas ensues somebody is devastated by a bullet yeah and kurt russell runs out and gets his baby out gets his baby free has them unlock his baby and then he locks them downstairs he does and the, and the wife is like jt walsh i think you might be a killer yeah jack knows where he gets away but everybody else is locked down in the in the in the basement and kurt russell is like jt's trying to talk and he he kicks him down the stairs like he's 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 plenty pissed at this point and then kathleen hugs him and he's like i knew you were i saw your eye i saw your eye thank you for remember she says that and hugs thank him. you now, the one thing I will eye. say is that Kurt Russell has astonishingly blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So if any eye were to be visible through a knot in the wood, it would be his. That's what happens in this movie. I'm zooming in, and I'm right. Filmmaker gave you a sexy mo- like moment, but he played sleight of hand with your soul, and I'm you're right. a sucker. I, ho- I hope that uh, Mostow is available for a cameo. He, oh, he's know? available, <laughs> for sure. I would like to throw the question out. Did she see that eye and break down? My friend and I have been fighting about it. I'll tell you what, it knocks a point off the movie for me if she sees his eye. Well, I guess we'll get ready for a point to be knocked quite off. 
I think it'd be better if he squeezes his wee wee through the hole, has it hanging down there. She's like, "That's my baby. I love that head." <laughs> I thought, what if he shot a tear down at her? And, you know, maybe maybe then I'd buy in. He shoots a tear down onto her, and she looks up and sees her. He's, you know, one thing is he's happy she's alive. I mean, he's not. He's thrilled to see that she still exists, and um, he's going to rescue her. So then he, they get. Jack knows where he's loose, right? I thought it was kind of salacious for Masta to show how hard her nips were for being in that freezer. <laughs> well, Kurt, first thing Kurt says <coughs> in the freezer is, look at them hard nips. He does say that. You're right. <laughs> he invites her up to the top of the barn and has her poke him through the knot hole. <laughs> I don't know. It's horrible to say. Let's move on to... So they lock J.T. Walsh and his very disappointed family, discovering immediately that their father is a serial killer. Right. Huge surprise. Huge surprise for the family. Jack Noseworthy, however, is running around rampant, trying to figure things out. Kurt Russell's trying to get a car to work. Finally stumbles to a motorhome, or a, what do you call mm-hmm. that thing? A double wide, whatever that thing's They're called. They're looking for the keys in there. And then during all of this, Mr. Noseworthy has freed his his friend. Mm-hmm. And then J.T. Walsh tries to drive through this thing. He does then try. He does <laughs> drive right through this motorhome that they're in looking for keys, and uh, they don't get struck by the truck. That motorhome is the anti-Jeep. The Jeep survived a tremendous amount of hardship. That motorhome folds like a paper cup. Our crew does get away. Our heroes get away with the baddies in hot pursuit. Then this, the baddies turn to get toasted one by one. And they do. They get roasted. Noseworthy gets blown up. The other yeah. guy gets shot and deaded. And then J.T. Walsh is still remaining. He's ramming their car. They go to a bridge and they are squashed against the rail. And Kathleen Quinlan, sad, sadly, is her leg is pinned underneath some bullshit. Yeah, it is. J.T. Walsh doesn't care. He's trying to destroy them. The thing starts to go over the edge. Mr. Russell and Mr. Walsh grapple. And then, unfortunately, J.T. Walsh falls and is injured on the ground. He is. like He's very determined to kill these people because they they know his secret, right? And and he's super pissed. And he's going to, like, destroy them. And he's doing a pretty good job. He's got a big old truck, like you said. But, yeah, what happens is all this mayhem uh, is happens with the truck and and the car or whatever they're in and he fucks up huge is he grabs <laughs> he grabs something like remember he's trying to change that's what he's, he has a chain and he's he trying does. to whip old kurt russell just like kurt russell he's whipped by a chain in this he's whipped by the rapids he's whipped by his wife in this movie and then what happens is he's hanging by his fingers like about to fall in this ravine from this truck jt's chaining him but Kirk grabs the chain. He catches it. JT goes, "Oh shit!" And he pulls the chain, <laughs> pulls the chain, and there goes JT all the way down to the to this death. Or no, he ain't dead. He's just shattered. Yeah, because Kurt Russell scrambles. Mm-hmm. He unpins Miss Quinlan finally, yes. and they are gasping on the bridge. Finally, finally free of his wrath, the thing starts to buckle a little bit, and they look down and they see JT Walsh is still <laughs> pulsating. Yeah, he's like, hey guys, I'm not completely dead. I, I can move my neck still. And so Kathleen Quinlan throws everything into neutral and sends everything falling on and around yeah, the body the of JT Walsh. Straight onto his body. The, he, yeah. the truck is weirdly caught on like a steel beam. Did you know? It's kind of a cute, it's cutely yeah. caught. And the truck then, the grill first lands on the, the, the exposed face of JT Walsh. 
that's a weird it's like he gets super he gets killed twice and a lot of these movies back in the day and i think still now when the bad guy is bad they want to kill you a few times they kind of did it to um uh, i recently watched long kiss good night and the bierko dies about three times at the end he blows up then the tanker blows up with him on it yeah, yeah he falls to his death but he's still alive something else happens to him then it blows up yeah he's they want to really get you they want to make you pay and jt certainly does pay like in lincoln at the end yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, so JT Walsh, I mean, obviously, the, we're not sure if he died, you know, but we think he's probably hurt. But yeah. the movie leaves it open to some extent. Mm-hmm. Just like we like it, they get the, the credits get to rolling I know pretty they quickly. They do. Do you write down some names? I did. Throw me, throw me one. Throw me some initials. The first one that stuck out to me was Artist Robinson. That, those are good initials. Thank you. Oh, Thank I didn't you. do the initials, but I just want to say it stuck out to me. Did you notice I, that? I wrote Artist Robinson down myself. It, it, it totally uh, did a double take on it because I said, oh, maybe that's just, that's the name, Artist. And if I'm not mistaken, the, the, the role that they had on the crew was not an artful role. Okay, yeah, it was it was like a, anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to bounce around. I'm not going to go in order. I'm going to go with SS because I have to. SS? Yeah. Ooh. You didn't see Stacy Seeds? I did see her. I ha- She's the last one. <laughs> I forgot. I do have Stacy C's. I have another it's a great um, name. I have another porno actor that was on the crew along with Stacy C. Give me the initials. LL. Don't have it. Lance Lehman in this. <laughs> I have no. uh J H. Uh no, I don't. You don't have Jim Halty? I don't, but I have L M. Don't have it. Larry McGuire? You might remember Jerry's brother. <laughs> Look, I want to tell you something. Uh, Stephen Hawking was in a, a, a wheelchair for the remainder of his life. Yes. Let me move a few things. Mm-hmm. Right? You yeah. mustered all of the muscle memory and dexterity of your hand to write that name down. You spent time writing that name down. Stephen Hawking couldn't budge. Larry McGuire in this. I also got CS. They talk about the best writer of all time. Who? I was talking about C.S. Lewis. I'm talking about Sid Swank in here. Sid with the C? Yeah. Sid with the C. Any relation to Duff? (laughs) I wish. How about you? P.C. We'll say it again? P.C. P.C. Oh, P.C. police. No, thank you. (laughs) I don't have it. You don't have Pamela Chess? How do you not have Pamela Chess? You wrote down Toby Maguire's cousin, and you didn't write Pamela Chess. Holy crap. I do have uh, JW as my initials. I don't here. have it. Yolanda Whipfly? You don't have her? Whipfly? Yeah, you don't have Whipfly in here? No, that's a great name. Yeah, Yolanda Whipfly. What about AC? AC, oof, I could use some. You know, it's a little muggy down here. Oh, I didn't have AC, no. If you if you could only pull your collar, it'd be a full on Rodney Dangerfield impersonation <laughs> right now. Ansel Cook, <laughs> oh, Ansel in here. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, I got, shooter. Yeah. I have uh, M H. Nope. I'm Merv- out. Mervil Hansen. Mervil. Have you ever heard of the name Mervil before? No, and it grosses me out hearing it now. I'm liking it. It's like an old person with a with a couch that's covered in plastic. Bunch of old old movie guys talking about breakdown 
in their 90s like that the movie Marvel did Marvel did that one is that part of the Marvel universe <laughs> that buzzing sound you hear mm-hmm. that ain't JT Walsh's wrist slowly getting up through the wreckage that's a tattoo gun being fired to get you a piece of ink from breakdown on your to- on your torus you know what I got on it right, let's hear it I got Kurt's eye through that <laughs> that knotted hole in the wood and his panicked eye and the artist is so good that I went to that in the reflection of the eye is Kathleen Quinlan's reassured face like a, almost a, <laughs> like an almost a smile just knowing that she's about to be rescued it's how good the and then and and he's so good in in the reflection of her eye she's seeing Kurt's eye you know and then in cursive it says stone cold sucker under it (laughs) (laughs) what about you what's your tattoo I have uh, an adolescent holding a microphone with just the beginning of some like little pubic a little bit of a little bit of hair on their face a little bit of man hair sure kind of a big nose and it says young MC Such an incredible tattoo. What does the MC stand for? Do we zoom in that hard? Do we know? Midichlorian count? Michael Connor. That's boring. 75 year, years young. He's still out there doing this. Been married 20 something years. Good for him. Married centuries, Ganey. <clears throat> Sorry, did I mute my mic? Let me say it again. <laughs> married centuries, Ganey. <laughs> Movie's over, credits are rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. Mine is pretty simple. Uh, there's a Band-Aid factory, and the door comes busting open, and it's Jack Noseworthy. Oh, wow. He's busting in after hours, and he grabs a few contrabands, put them on himself. He, he asks, uh, they have an automated, you know, like a robot interface that's at the factory, and he asks it, do you have anything for 900-degree burns? My stinger is, Kurt says, no, honey, shouts at her as she jumps off the bridge and does a flying elbow on top of the the truck to just make sure JT is gone for goods. Yeah. What do you think? Unfortunately, the elbow weighs one pound and the tits weigh three to four pounds, so she dies. No, she just rolls off. She's good. So, look, you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to Breakdown. How are you Man. taking that hard earned and putting it into escrow? That's such a good question. Mine is called Another Breakdown, and they're moving back east. Didn't go well. Yeah. So they're going back east, and their uh, their their vehicle breaks down, and then a truck pulls up, and it's a J.T. Walsh lookalike, the uh, doppelganger of J.T. Walsh, but it's the doppelganger of him after the truck wreck. So it's just like this smushed entrails hanging out, Oof. flat where it's supposed to be round. The couple are arm in arm. And just they just dispatched off the face of the planet J.T. Walsh's character. He's gone. Kurt is sobbing. His wife is sobbing. And then they look around. They, where are they going to go? They have no ride. Mm-hmm. And the truck pulls up. Oh, God. They go, what you know, what, what? seems to be the problem? And he's like, yeah, we just have this whole... He kind of explains it. And he goes, oh, my God. He's like, get in. And so they both start to get in. He goes, not you, Kurt. You stay here. Police are on their way. And he's like, all right. He falls for it twice, <laughs> Nick. Okay. <laughs> Look, 
You've been given the financing to have your own business associated with Breakdown. How are you putting the money in it? I'm going to steal Steve's joke. I think it's his joke from the old show. Okay. I'm going to start a Carl Walsh. It is the Steve Isn't that joke. Steve? Yeah, is yeah. that Steve's joke? Carl Walsh. And so what this business is, it's, a, it's the Carl Walsh. You take your car there and you put it in the little, you know, thing that kind of, you know, you get out and you get to watch your car get gl- glided through this tunnel. There's a bunch of amps in there just play JT Walsh quotes at your car loudly. Okay. You know, from Sling Blade, The Last Seduction, The Client, I think he was in that. A few Good Men. Yeah. This. Grifters, I think. Mm-hmm. And when you're done, your your car is, is completely shouted at. That, that is such a Steve, yeah. I think you'll like my business. Um, truck Dicks. This is like yeah. Truck Nuts? Yeah, so it's, it's Truck Dicks. Fair enough. So, so now, and they're built to fit tongue and groove with truck nuts. Yeah. So now you can have your truck and drive around with a complete man dick. You know, the entire, you know, yeah. the, the cascade of fruits and nuts and, and dick. Anatomically correct, perfect cast of, of Kurt Russell's member. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wow, that's good. That's nice of him to lend his likeness. He put it in. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of breakdown. What shape does your performance take? I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> of course you are. Set our listeners up for our future episodes. I like it. When um, that car smashes into, that truck smashes into JT, they fuse together, and Optimus Prime is born, and he says, Roll out! <sighs> Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Where am I? <laughs> What's that's going on? And it's a mixture of J.T. Walsh's voice and who's the guy that does? That's like Peter Cullen that does his sure. uh, Optimus Prime's voice for decades. Sure. And they throw a little MC Gamey in there. Gamey in there. MC Gamey. <laughs> You've eaten him. What else? Get it? What's there? Some other? You know, what are the famous Optimus Prime Prime quotes? The only one I know is "Roll out." So I've exhausted them. Autobots. That kind of stuff. It's just does Autobots he... roll out. Yeah. Yeah. Autobots. Yeah. Anyway, that's why uh, I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> you took mine. So uh, I'm uh, one of his previous victims. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sorry and I'm, to hear it. I'm dead and buried in his yard. The end? The end. I'm, I'm, I'm rotting at a pace inconsistent with my brethren. Yeah, they did. They did kill quite a few people, those bastards. I'm glad that they paid the ultimate price. Remember, they're making fun of some of their victims. In the movie. Yeah, I mean, they, fu- they fucked up. They buried me with my license plate, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I'm down there, man, rotting away. Be eating you? Nice. Tad Salad. That's my name. Tad Salad is down there. Uh, look, <laughs> you've got to incorporate something from breakdown into your everyday life, a mantra, oh. a discipline. Mine's simple. Okay. I just I keep a little, uh, little bit of, um, like, a small piece of paper in my pocket. It says WWJD. Okay. What would? Why was JT destroyed? I'll just ask myself that sometimes, you know? <laughs> or was he destroyed? <laughs> I don't know if they made it clear enough. Mine's kind of similar. You ever hear that? What's the phrase? Live every day like it's the last? Mm hmm. I'd, mine, I just tweak it. Live every day like you gainy. <laughs> okay. Like your MC gainy. You know, okay. like think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Live every day like you're gainy, and just get out there and just do it right. It's gonna be some smeared windshields. Yeah, he went full 
buck naked, right? Like he was completely bare-assed and bare-fronted in that, right? Am I right? Did he have any article of clothing on, or is he just complete? complete Honestly, dude? I have PTSD from everything but his dick. So I don't his, know what he could have been wearing a clown suit, and I wouldn't remember it. He was like artist model dude in that, right? Like he was full-assed. He was artist Robinson for sure. <laughs> Live every day like you're gainy. Um, it rolls off the tongue, really. It just sounds so much like the original. Look, man, you're trapped on an island. You've been there all these many years gathering debris from films. And now it's time to take something from Breakdown. What you bring in? Such a good question. You know, there's a weird thing at the in this movie at the beginning. And they go to that gas station or that diner. or I think it's the gas station. There's a station wagon. like a, or At the gas station, there's a wagon. Like an old-timey wagon on a pole. You have my attention. A horse, you know, like a horse-drawn wagon. It's up on a pole. As a as the kind of the I guess the logo or this it's not even a logo it's an actual wagon but it's like the symbol for this place I would take that climb up and just kind of sleep in it sometimes put a wagon on a pole on my island you got a problem I, I see don't. you looking at me skeptical what's wrong with that far be it with? for me to judge anything you bring on your island are you kidding I'd get up in the front part of it and pretend I'm whipping a horse to get it going you know I'm, I whip the horse first thing in the morning in my island what about you. I'm going to take the universe. Oh, wow. That's yeah. A one. It's a first. As, as sort of glimpsed through the, the lying, uh, injured eye of uh, Rex Lynn. Yeah. You know, so basically, it, it's basically, it manifests on my island in the person of, of the injured Rex Lynn on the ground. Oh, wow. Okay. But what I do is I get up close to his eye and I crawl into the universe. And I'm able to just patrol the world of breakdown and beyond. Inside my island, a teacup filled with infinite possibilities and I'll just gaze at various forms and I'll transfer through the mists inside Rex Lynn's placid eye and I will explore and I'll be able to you know it'll take me away from my island I'll, I'll have infinite possibilities roaming around inside his injured form it's interesting that you recognize something in his eye but <laughs> Kathleen Quinlan can't recognize her husband's eye it's interesting you're a stone cold sucker <laughs> Never heard you put your foot down harder. I, oh my God! Another jab at Hawking. What if? What if? Um, what if we never talk to each other again because of this? <laughs> Just wouldn't budge. Like my my wife has some relatives that they got mad at each other over, over the if wrestling was real or not, and they never talked again. Really? Mm -hmm. Some relatives of hers. I have some friends who who are involved in the wrestling world, and they've done very well with it. It's very hard for me to take them seriously. I don't know, man. Wrestling has got its thing. I, I have friends that are really into it. I, what you don't like? It's a storytelling thing. It's a big super zoom. I'm just saying. It's like they they're into it for many reasons. I I, I never was a huge wrestling fan. I get it. If only they had scripted television and movies to to distract us. You know, it's just it's the same. It's a it's kind of this. It is. It's a. I don't know, it doesn't matter. I understand it. I've seen wrestling matches. I like them. I have, we have a good friend, or I have a good friend that is a wrestler sometimes and writes stories and stuff, so writes plot lines and creates crazy wrestling characters. I probably could have been in that world and killed it and crushed it. You Can know? you imagine being on a wrestling deadline? Oh, fuck, I can't go to bed. i got to write, you know, heart drops final words, you know, before steam flips. <laughs> Is this, is the wrestler's name Heart Drops? <laughs> <laughs> You're good at this. 